Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. I'd, I'd like to make a special welcome to Mayor Chris Spearman, who's joined us today. Please turn off your cell phones. We don't want those interruptions in the middle of the presentation. My name is Cheryl Bradley. Uh, the talk recorded, and they're available on SACPAW's website, Shaw TV. Um, will tape the presentations and use excerpts from the PowerPoint for use in their twice daily broadcasts at 2 and 10 p.m. So if you want to get uh, hear this again, there's lots of opportunity. Now please pay for lunch. I think most of you are aware of the routine, $12 in your basket. And could someone at each table volunteer to do the math and be sure that there's enough in the basket? And thank you to those who do that. So our meeting, as usual, is going to be 25 to 30 minutes for the presentation. We'll have a half-hour lunch and then a half-hour question period, finishing about 1.30. The title of today's presentation is Lethbridge's Trashy Secret, Making the Case for Waste Reduction. And our presenter is Kathleen Shepard. She's our new environment director, well, relatively new, uh, executive director for Environment Lethbridge. I first met Kathleen when she was a wee lass hiking in the castle wilderness. Uh, she had a lot of energy and spunk then, and now she's all grown up and she still has that energy and spunk. She joined Environment Lethbridge as executive director in November of 2015. She has more than 25 years of experience with nonprofit organizations in British Columbia and Alberta. And prior to coming to Lethbridge, she was executive director for social planning Cowichan, located in Duncan, BC. She has a Bachelor of Science in Geography and Biology from the University of Victoria and a certificate in nonprofit and voluntary sector management from Ryerson University. She's worked on land conservation, wildlife rescue, wilderness protection, and environmental sustainability. And we're really fortunate to have her back in this part of Canada. Please join me in welcoming Kathleen. Great, well thank you all for coming out today. Uh, it's great to see such a, a large crowd. Uh, I wanted to start off uh, with this quote. I thought it was uh, an appropriate way to sort of set the stage uh, from Annie Leonard, the author of The Story of Stuff, which is, there is no such thing as a way. When we throw anything away, it must go somewhere. And uh, I think over, over time, if we look back uh, in history, we have struggled with this concept of, uh, of a way and what do we do with our waste and where do we put it. Uh, and we, we really, um, I think, have a strong desire to keep it out of sight and out of mind uh, with perhaps mixed success, one might say. Um, and sort of in the, if we look back over the past hundred years or hundred plus years to the establishment of, of Lethbridge, uh, the beginnings of the community we know today, 
um, one of our common strategies was to toss our garbage into the coolies. Uh, other other communities in other places uh, looked, you know, dug dug pits and and created dumps that way. But we had some lovely natural geography that would support our uh, our waste disposal. Uh, this may not have been as successful as as we wanted. This is a letter from 1891 from one of the coal companies who had allowed um, a so-called nuisance ground on their property. Uh, requesting that uh, town council do something about the fact that people weren't dumping it in the coulee as they were supposed to, they were just dumping it all over the prairie, uh, and could town council please clean that up and do something about it. Um, so town council eventually uh, re relocated um, the nuisance ground to a more central location, um, which is a little bit hard to pinpoint, but was probably somewhere in the vicinity of the Galt Museum. Uh, and uh, this resulted in, if you go back through the old newspaper accounts, numerous complaints about wind blowing garbage and smoke from burning garbage and smells and all sorts of things through downtown Lethbridge. Uh, and uh, so this, this seems to my mind to be something that somebody maybe should have thought of before they put the, the, uh, the dump in the location that they, that they did. Um, but it was an ongoing issue. So over time, there have been um, half a dozen different locations uh, for what were historically called nuisance grounds and what we now have as the landfill in the current location north of Lethbridge. With the exception of our current location, all of those were located more or less in proximity to the coolies. Um, and these, I should point out, are just the official locations. Uh, there were numerous sort of unofficial or private um, dumping grounds. Um, the Galt Museum reports that uh, someone doing excavating around the Lethbridge Lodge uncovered a massive uh, pile of bottles from the old brewery. Uh, many people remember the old uh, auto wrecker uh, dumping into the coolies and, and things like that. Uh, so um, after the uh, um, dump was, was moved to downtown, it then sort of gradually moved its way north. Um, the three most recent sites, the center site, which is number four, and the north side site, uh, are still managed and monitored by the city. Uh, so one of the things about these sites is they don't just go away just because the, the dump is, is closed and no longer accepting new, new items. They're still active sites in the community. So we are fortunate, we, we no longer just uh, push our garbage into the coolies or dig a big hole and push, <laughs> push our garbage into that. Landfills are actually kind of sophisticated, well-engineered um, pieces of technology. They have, they have multiple liners, they're designed to protect groundwater. Um, things like the, the leachite or uh, garbage juice, as it's perhaps referred to, <laughs> um, are siphoned out so that they can't uh, escape into the environment as easily. Um, methane and other uh, greenhouse gases are, are collected from landfills. So they're much more technical and much more involved than just a, a big pit in the ground. Uh, and, and they're monitored. That's, uh, that's part of the work that goes on with uh, managing a landfill site. But a couple things that do go on in our modern landfill that maybe people are not fully aware of. First of all, the, any organic matter and things like that that goes into our landfill doesn't decompose. It doesn't turn into nice, lovely compost like you get uh, if you have a backyard composter because there's no oxygen in our landfill. So it sits there. Uh, quite often it's a leading culprit in releasing greenhouse gases from landfills. 
Uh, and we also, despite our best efforts, um, end up with lots of toxic things in landfills. You know, we do our best to keep batteries and electronics and things like that out, uh, but it's not always successful. So there's, there's nasty things in there as well. So what's going into the landfill? Well, one of the, uh, the things um, that I think is um, really worth noting is that almost 75% of what goes into our landfill is not actually garbage. Uh, about 25% are things that could be recycled through our recycling streams, and almost half is organic material. So it's not just food waste, it's also things like grass clippings, tree branches, uh, other wood products, but things that um, could be taken out of the landfill uh, in other ways and, um, and composted or disposed of that way. Where does our waste come from in Lethbridge? Um, Lethbridge has a bit of a unique profile when it comes to waste generation because we have so much manufacturing and industrial um, industry in our, in our city. Uh, so we have a high percentage of waste that comes from industrial, commercial, institutional, uh, which is everything from the hospital, the university, uh, the industrial park, uh, local business, a whole gamut of things. Uh, then we also have about 20% that comes from construction and demolition uh, waste. Uh, so that leaves about a quarter of our waste coming from residential sources. We do see a little bit where the, the residential sources are increasing very slightly and the industrial commercial institutional is decreasing slightly. Uh, the construction and demolition remains fairly constant in its overall percentage. So how do we compare to other places? And unfortunately the answer is not particularly well. Um, when we look at uh, our per capita waste, which is the amount of waste per person uh, per year, we are significantly higher uh, than uh, comparable places. And so these numbers are from 2014. Uh, we are seeing improvements in, in the numbers over time. Um, so Lethbridge is on the far right in the yellow. Next to it is, uh, is Alberta. Uh, in the middle is Canada. And on the far left is Nova Scotia, which is the leader in Canada. And Nova Scotia uh, generates about one-third of the waste that we generate in Lethbridge. So they have taken very aggressive action in terms of reducing waste. Just looking at it from the other perspective in terms of the amount of waste that's diverted, this is uh, waste that we're collecting that is not going into the landfill. Um, again, Lethbridge has lots of opportunity to do better in this area. Um, and Nova Scotia is once again leading the pack. They're diverting over 40% of their waste uh, out of their landfill. Uh, the Canadian average is about 25%. But there is some good news, um, which is that our overall waste is decreasing over time. This is the last five years. These are the gross numbers, not the per capita numbers, uh, but the per capita numbers would also uh, show a, a decrease as our population has increased in comparison to these numbers as well. So we are seeing that um, some of the initiatives that we're starting to put into place um, are starting to have an effect, which is a, a positive um, piece of news. Uh, the other piece is that the city has adopted uh, a waste reduction target for the city of Lethbridge uh, to reduce waste by 50% by 2030. So that's a pretty aggressive uh, target and uh, we have lots of work to do as a community to, to meet uh, that target. Just because I know that um, lots of numbers about per capita and kilograms and all that kind of thing are uh, not something that any of us can kind of hold on to easily. Um, just so altogether, we generate enough garbage in Lethbridge to fill the water tower about 90 times. 
So perhaps that's an image that will stick with you uh, a little bit more than the per capita numbers. So what are the impacts of this? Um, some, many of you may have seen the article, it was in the Lethbridge Herald yesterday, um, about the uh, Waste and Recycling Center. Um, landfills are expensive, there, there's no question, and the, the city is hoping to invest uh, an additional $33 million uh, into improvements uh, at the landfill to extend its life and do some other improvements. Um, and the other piece uh, I think that's really important to note about landfills is that um, landfills do generate greenhouse gases. Uh, I think the number that, uh, that was quoted was 60,000 tons uh, per year. Uh, that's the equivalent of about 15,000 cars on the road. So that's a significant amount of greenhouse gases uh, that uh, many places are putting in uh, systems to capture those so that they can be uh, used and not released into the atmosphere. Uh, the other piece of this, I think, is about um, how we utilize our resources. And, uh, you know, it used to be, I think, a common thing to, to reuse everything as many times as we possibly could. So washing out our plastic bags and hanging them on the line so that we could use them again. Uh, that, I think, for, for my generation is not a common practice. Um, <laughs> you know, you use a plastic bag and, uh, and maybe it gets used a second time for something that you can dispose something in, but it doesn't get used over and over and over and over again. Um, and then the other part of this is that increasingly we produce items just so they can be thrown away. Uh, things like uh, paper cups, which uh, we all use on a daily basis. So uh, we, we did some, some back-of-the-envelope math and calculated that if everyone over the age of 18 used two, cups per, or two reusable mugs instead of paper cups per day, we could save 11,672 trees. That is a lot of trees. Um, and so if we, if we are cutting down that many trees every year just to make paper cups, that seems like a very inefficient use um, of our natural resources. I should also add, for those of you who uh, may be thinking, well, we'll just recycle our paper cups, that most paper cups that we use for coffee are not recyclable. Most of them are made of composite paper plastic uh, styrofoam uh, products and can't be recycled. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, food waste as well. So this is, these are some numbers from McLean's Magazine, uh, I think from 2014. They did some uh, digging into the cost of food waste uh, in Canada. And they concluded that uh, in Canada, the amount of food that's thrown away every year is worth $31 billion, or approximately $1,500 per household. Um, I don't know about all of you, but if I had a spare $1,500 kicking around, that would be a, a pretty good day. So um, it's, it's something to think about in terms of how do we not just uh, prevent those items from going into the landfill, but how do we prevent them from, from sort of being excess in our homes to begin with. Um, and the other component of this is not just about the, the waste in the landfill, it's the fact that whether it's food waste, whether it's uh, paper cups, we're not just losing out on the resources that are in those particular materials, we're also throwing away the water, the energy that goes into actually making them in the first place. And so when it comes to things like food in particular, uh, irrigation is a significant component of how we use our water in southern Alberta. And if we're using that to grow food that we're just, growing, uh, that we're just throwing away, that's a significant waste of multiple resources. 
I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the things that are happening locally, some of the, the positive uh, things that we're seeing. Uh, one of the things I think that um, has maybe come in a little bit under the radar for many residents because uh, it doesn't affect your household directly is the City of Lethbridge's Industrial, Commercial and Institutional Waste Diversion Strategy, which was adopted uh, about a year ago or so. Uh, and basically, this is a strategy to reduce uh, waste coming out of this sector by 45%. And so um, it's, it came into effect the beginning of this year with increases uh, of tipping fees at the landfill. So it costs more now to take uh, garbage to the landfill. Uh, and eventually will result in mandatory uh, diversion of recyclable items. So you will no longer be able to put items that are recyclable into the landfill. Uh, so this uh, will go a long way to helping us meet that 50% reduction by 2030. It's not the full answer, but it's uh, a significant part of how we get there. I also want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Lethbridge Biogas uh, facility. Um, some of you may know about uh, this facility, which is located on the east end of town, north of Highway 3. Uh, and so this is, one, this is the largest biogas facility in Canada. Uh, and there aren't actually very many. Uh, I'm told they're quite common in Europe. But basically what they do at the biogas facility is they take um, organic matter. A lot of it is animal manure, but they also take uh, organic food waste, animal byproducts coming from the, the food processors. And they, using an, an anaerobic uh, digester, it's called, uh, they basically convert that into biogas. So they're recovering the energy. They're taking the leftover byproduct and selling it back to the producers as fertilizer. Uh, so it's a completely contained system. Uh, the, the facility that we have generates uh, about 2.8 megawatts of power uh, per year. Uh, and they have the capacity to almost double that. So there's lots of room there for them to accept additional organic waste and continue to grow their capacity. Uh, just uh, for sort of comparisons, uh, in 2015 they took in 62,000 tons of organic waste into that facility. Uh, we also have a number of um, local businesses who are doing um, really interesting things in terms of waste reduction uh, in Lethbridge. Uh, one of the ones I like to highlight is, is London Drugs. Uh, the Lethbridge store of London Drugs has achieved a 95% waste diversion rate for their store. Their goal is to get to 98%. Uh, and not only do they do that within the products uh, that come uh, sort of through their corporate uh, store. They also provide services back to their customers. So if you uh, purchase uh, a new toaster or a new um, whatever, you can not only recycle your packaging at London Drugs, you can bring your old toaster in and they will recycle that for you as well. So they, they've really tried to take responsibility for all of their products throughout um, the chain that they sell. And I just wanted to talk um, very briefly. We, uh, as I think all of you know, uh, do not currently have curbside uh, recycling provided through the city of Lethbridge. Um, but we do have a number of private curbside recycling companies uh, that exist uh, in the city who provide the same service. Um, depending on the provider, they provide additional 
additional services that you wouldn't see uh, through a municipal program. Uh, some of them collect electronics. Uh, and I just uh, received a note from one of them yesterday suggesting that they're going to investigate whether they can add an organics component uh, onto their pickup. Um, I suspect they're still trying to figure out the details of that, um, but if they're able to deliver on that, that would be a significant benefit to a lot of people. Um, the challenge with the private curbside pickup is that um, it is expensive, uh, and so it's sort of limited to those people who really want to um, take that step, want to have that service, and are prepared to pay for it. So what are some of the, uh, the other solutions to our waste problem? There's no magic answers to this. Um, I, I, I can't sort of wave my magic wand um, and tell you th that, um, you know, I, I have some new solution that you haven't heard, uh, heard before. Um, it really comes down to the, um, the refrain that's been repeated uh, multiple times, which is reduce, reuse, recycle, and compost. Um, but one of the things I think that's worth um, mentioning is that we tend to automatically go to recycle. We tend to think of, of recycle as the, the place that we need to spend all of our efforts. Um, and, and I think part of it is that there's, there's some satisfaction in that. There's sa satisfaction in taking the piece of paper or whatever and putting it in the recycle bin and, and you feel good that you've done something that's a positive step. And we don't always think about uh, the reduce and reuse components of this equation. Uh, but in a lot of ways, these are the really important uh, pieces that go uh, with wa waste reduction. Uh, and so I think the, if, if there's one point I think to be made here, it's that uh, simple things like bringing a recycled bag is always better than recycling a bunch of plastic bags after you've come home from the grocery store. Uh, taking your TV to be repaired is always better than recycling your broken TV and getting a new one. Um, so these, sometimes these sort of simple actions have, have a lot of barriers that, um, you know, it's a hassle to go get your TV fixed. You've got to find somebody who's going to fix it, and then you've got to drive it there, and then you've got to wait, and then you've got to go and pick it up, and then, you know, so um, we, have, we have to be more deliberate in how we uh, want to approach some of these things so that we can keep waste out of the landfill earlier on in, um, in the waste stream. Uh, and I just wanted to um, close by talking about our new uh, website that we launched this year, uh, which is wasteless.ca. And I would encourage everybody to, uh, to go and check it out. It tells the story of um, waste in Lethbridge uh, in, in a lot more detail and with a lot prettier graphics than, uh, than I've sort of uh, used throughout here. Um, but basically, what we want people to do uh, after they've, uh, they've looked at the website and, and after you've heard from me today, is to make a pledge about one thing that you can do to, uh, to help reduce waste in, in Lethbridge. And so I've put up a couple pictures of um, people who have made pledges with us already, including Mayor Spearman, uh, who's here today, who has pledged to keep uh, food waste out of, uh, out of his garbage. Uh, the other photo is uh, Jen Schmidt-Rempel with the Lethbridge Living Magazine, uh, who is pledging to use reusable coffee mugs, water bottles, and plastic bags or shopping bags. So I would encourage all of you to um, check out the website, um, make a pledge. Um, we encourage you to make them publicly for those who have access to social media. Uh, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you online. <laughs>